Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on Season 5, Andy. This is Episode 4, a sports edition, Andy. Sports. Now, today is November 27th, 2023, and, you know, we just wrapped up Thanksgiving. We're at the time of the year here, end of November, where football's wrapping up in high school, football's wrapping up. College football is in its tournament. It's 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 fun. Now, last week we had a full football episode. Yes. This week it's gotta it's be football. It's gotta be 90, 95% again. Yes. It's that time of year. There's other things going on, but boy, we've we've got uh our pockets full uh with with football stuff. And I'm talking college and high school. So let's start off with the trivia question before yes, we fire away. Kick off uh, this coming weekend in NCAA Division One is conference championship football. Ten conferences in the nation all have their championship game held on either Friday. There's a couple games Friday night. All the rest are Saturday. But the trivia question of those ten games, Andy, is how many of those ten games are held at neutral sites? How many of the ten? Are at neutral sites. For instance, the Big Ten is at the Indianapolis. Uh, what's the uh, stadium? Uh, well, I'll say Hoosier Dome. I know that's wrong. Oil, no, the Oil Stadium. Yes, Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil is, is always has the contract to host the Big Ten title game. So that's for Iowa now. For, for now. now, I think I they think go in five. Bank. U.S. Bank made a bid for it, didn't they? Okay, they do it in three or five year increments, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been at the uh, Lucas Oil for a while. So it's going to be what Michigan Wolverines against Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, it's not the two best teams in the conference, but it's the winner of the East versus the winner of the West. Right. And so right. the other conferences have similar things. They're either the best two teams, or if there's two divisions, the best yep. of each. Yep. But it's a single game. Um, some conferences have done this for years. Some have just gradually gotten to doing this, like the, like the Big Ten over the years. But uh, how many are at neutral sites, and how many are at right. uh, actually a home field advantage? That'll be the question we'll answer at the end of the show. All right. Now, let's get it to your uh, your information here, Andy. To my stuff. This is where the uh, rubber hits the road. Yeah, high school. Said. We'll start high school and work our way up the ladder here. Okay. Okay, 6A champs, Centennial over Edina. Last second. And, you know, not an Edina fan, but I love the game. And at the end of the game, Edina went for two to, to win. That's what you do. You don't. You'll make the playoffs to tie. Yeah, they you know they had the chance to go for you know the one point extra point to send it to overtime, but I like some of these coaches at this level to say no, yep. we're we're, go, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're either gonna win it or lose it on this play. Yep. So I respect well, that. Excellent game. Another excellent game. Chan over St. Thomas Academy. Same basic thing. It was an overtime game. Chan got the field goal. St. Thomas Academy, it was like fourth and two at the two, and they went for the touchdown, not a field goal to tie. So respect to them on that one, and Chan Hassan is your 5A champ. Yeah, really good game there. Hutch, 14-6 to over Corey. Nice close game there, so congrats yep. to Hutch. Hutch Tigers. Stewartville over Annandale is a 3A champ. Eden Valley Watkins over Barnesville. And you know what? Okay, the score says 24 to 6. It was closer than that because Eden Valley kind of blew it open in the end of the fourth there. Okay. But, so that was a 
closer than the score says, but good fight by both teams. Eden Valley Watkins had some boys with nice flow, nice hair. Perfect. I will say that to them. Shocking Minota won. The shocking part was it was only by 21. Very good. Uh, you know, that's a very good team right there. We know Springfield is tough. Yeah. But they made it look very easy over a tough Tigers team there from Springfield. But Minota, uh, hats off. And Nevis over Kingsland, 14-12 for your nine-man champs. Now, nothing against these other schools. It's just size. I know size doesn't matter, but this is what we're going with here. The Beavs lost at home in the playoffs at the Chet. So they're out. Central Washington moves on. And and Central Washington wasn't ranked. I mean, not uh, not seeded, I should say. Right. They were like Bemidji. They both had won upsets in the first round. Yes. Now Central Washington wins on the road at the Chet. First home playoff game for the Beavs. The Beavs, okay, sorry, blew their wad in the first quarter there, and then they were done. They just, I don't know, they were spent. They played all their aces, what happened, but they couldn't do nothing after that first quarter. The Bison, on the other hand, took care of business. They took Drake and beat him like a stepchild. Yeah, yep. Um, And they move on next week. They go to Montana State. Montana State is ranked higher than them. But it is the Bison. It is the playoffs. This is why you play the games, not on paper. You play them. So that this is this will be one heck of a game, I think. Yep. If you go back to 2010, the Bison played there and won, and that's kind of started a lot of the role for the Bison playoffs. So maybe we could start another role. We'll see. Yeah, and the Gophers lost. Shocking. And here's the sad part. Okay, I'll get into it later. Gophers lost. Terrible this, team, terrible program, terrible uniforms. Will this be a, a soapbox, maybe? Possibly. Stay tuned. Okay. And some more sports notes. It's happening again. Another boy wants to be a girl on a swim team. If we did not learn from Mr. Thomas, who now lately, U.S. Collegiate Athletics Hall of Fame, refuses to recognize Mr. Thomas's wins, titles, and records. Now. And also Mr. Thomas requested the 2024 Olympic participation was instantly rejected by the committee. So he will not be in the Olympics. Thanks be to God. Great. Good news. Consider or following the topic of people who like to be in the spotlight, a little pro wrestling talk, CM Punk showed up at WWE's Survivor Series coming back. Oh, that now, now that was trending the other day on Twitter. I saw yes. that. Matt Riddle, who just left the company because he was kind of a his character was a 420 type of person, let's say. Okay. He kind of had 420 bro on his shirt, so it was kind of his – he was a bro dude. And Matt Riddle's a former uh, MMA fighter, so he's he, he, he's a good guy. I I liked his character. He was a little over the top, but I, I liked him. Anyway, he's gone because he was a head case, and now he's like, really? I was hard to deal with, and they bring CM Punk back. CM Punk went to AEW last their less than a year. He was out with two injuries, but he couldn't play nice with everybody there. But everybody still thinks the sun rises and sets on his ass, and so does he. The arena was cleared out for CM Punk to walk through the backstage. Uh, they said, 
Oh, no one in creative or staff knew he was going to be there. B as in B, S as an S. It was the worst kept secret over the last week. And all the oh, no one knew he was coming. Oh, no one knew he was coming. Well, then they let it slip that they told the guys in the last match that he was going to come out. Seth Rollins has no love for this guy. Um, like he said here in the quote, I'm not going to waste any of my breath on someone who's been gone for eight years and done nothing but try to tear this place down. I mean, the eight years he was gone, he did nothing but bad mouth WWE um, and everything else. So now he's back like, you know, the, 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 the chosen son has come home or something like that. Some will see. <laughs> we shall see. Also, we're recording that Drew McIntyre stormed off after because he was in the ring when that last match happened. And then he then uh, Punk came out. Philip Brooks came out. Reports claim that Drew McIntyre, the Scottish warrior, stormed out of the ring, marched into the back room, slammed his locker room door, grabbed his, took his toys and went home, basically. He's not happy he's there. Seth Rollins, like I said, isn't happy he's there. So two of your, two of your main event guys are already ticked off. Now, is this a work? Are they, is that for, for future matches? Or are they, shooting, are they really upset this guy's here? Well, first of all, you he was coming. You could have voiced the, the bosses. And if he's still there, Drew McIntyre can lip off a little bit. His contract's up in April. So he can just ride out these next four months and do whatever, and he's gone. And he'll make bank elsewhere. Seth Rollins, I think, has been there long enough. He should have some pull to have something to say. Seth Rollins has a championship now. I, Unless he gets a huge payday, he will not drop it to CM Punk unless they give him some big cash on the side. So we will see there. More sports news, preferably baseball stuff. Sad, sad news for some Twins fans. But coming up, the Arizona Diamondbacks are offering a ballpark season pass for all home games this next year for $299. Their team made the World Series, and they're giving you season tickets for $299. Dan, I'm half tempted to buy some just to have. Yes. A deal like that? Why not? Fly down there for a weekend, take in some games, and just say you have them. Yep, and give the rest away, sell them online, but... Just to say, you bought that. Remember that year the Diamondbacks had season tickets for two ninety nine after going to the World Series. Wow, does Connie have that money in petty cash for that? Ca- maybe, maybe she does. We'll have to check on that. I know she spent some stuff for that cigarette machine in the break room. So the cigarette machine, yes, the vending machine, the pull knobs. Major League Baseball wants to propose trimming the pitch clock when runners are on base. Now, this I think is a silly idea because. There was reports the last couple weeks, especially from some pitchers and trainers, said the pitch clock led to a lot of injuries this year for pitchers. Well, now you want to speed it up when there's a guy on base? You're going to see some uh, some union heads uh, arguing in this one. Yeah, so the, the nice thing for the, for the listeners out there is they tried it for the first year, you know, the, you know having a pitch clock altogether. Yep. And the, the thing, the takeaway from this is that Obviously, no one's complaining about that. They like the pitch clock. So it sounds like that is good to go. Now, when there's runners on base, they, they, beef, they beefed yeah. it up a little to give extra time to make a couple throws over there and whatnot. Uh, so that's what they proposed or are proposing to possibly change is trim that part of it back, yeah, which yeah. is 
I guess I, I didn't know there was an issue with that. But it's, it sounds, the fan, it's the fans who like it, not the pitchers per se. Okay. But it sounds like the, the pitch clock altogether, the, 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 the normal pitch clock, no one's got a beef with that. So that looked like in very first year of trying that out and testing that out is, is that they're going to leave that alone. It sounds like keep it, keep it yep, there, yep. keep it at the same time. They don't need to increase it or decrease it. It's just good. So that's a good, that's a good sign. So it's just with runners on bases that there might be some tweaking here. Okay. Yep. Yep. But I know guys like Max, Max Scherzer and others did say that the pitch clock led to a few injuries this year too, though. So we'll see. now they're proposing from, you know, from 20 seconds to 18. So it's, I guess, fair enough to say, look, let's just, you know, propose trimming it down by two seconds. And yep. um, now they may come back and say, okay, we'll negotiate. And how about we agree on 19 seconds? Well, well, will that change in you know, a one single second? So, We'll see. A lot of off, a hot stove will, will be brought up, I'm sure, here this winter. Speaking of baseball rules, remember remember the old shift they used to have on? Now you can't do the shift anymore? Yes. 1959, they had a shift for Ted Williams. Look at that. Third, short, second, first, center field and right field all on the one side of the bag. The left fielder basically played a deep shortstop. Ted okay. Williams still crushed the ball. Still hit 300. That is very interesting. Yes. I mean, look where the second baseman is in the shortstop. The shortstop's at second. You know, the third base is where the, you know, a regular shift would be. The second base was basically playing a deep first. Right field was kind of playing a deep right. The center field is kind of a rover almost. The left field is there when they're having a hot dog and popcorn or something. Very interesting. Now let's go back to when times were a simpler time. Yes. And you look at a simpler time, and these things can turn back around and go, you know what we used to do 40 years ago? Might be popular again today if you move the team. The Oakland A's used to have hot pants night. The first event in history of baseball, ladies that came in hot pants got in free. (laughs) But now, well, we can't do that anymore, but let's move into Las Vegas. I'm just saying, you're in Vegas. Well, like, hot pants night, come back. Maybe just bring back the hot pants. Now you'd have to de- define that. But yeah, they had yeah. two orcas. Yes. What is this? Orcas fashion show and a fashion show. Also. Yes. So this was not bit. a Bill Bill Veek thing here, Bill, Bill Veek, and a little bit for everybody. Everybody Orchestra, wins. Everybody wins. Oh, I didn't that, know this even existed. That's pretty I think good. some of the town ball teams need to get on this. Oh, Disco yes, night, the hot pants River, night. And the DRS could really jump on this. Yeah. You know, Christmas, I like it. In, Christmas in July, my ass. Let's have hot pants night. Hot pants day. Yes. On um, you know, you know, an afternoon game there, maybe St. Bonnie on a Sunday afternoon. That's the right. Pearl River in New right. Germany, a little hot pants day. Yes. Got a new, new definition to the missile down there. Oh, you threw that salad up there. I had to hit that. Sorry. Yes. Yes. All right. Now, 80s stat of the week. Now, this didn't happen all in the 80s, but it was part of the 80s. If you take away Nolan Ryan's major league record 215 games where he had at least 10 strikeouts, he still struck out struck out 3,167 guys in his career. So you take away those games and he pulled those out. Look at the numbers. So 3167. Like granted, here's everybody with Nolan Ryan at first. 
So he would be between Fergie Jenkins and Pedro there at 15th. Okay. He took away all the games where he had 10 or more strikeouts. He, he still was... had more than Pedro had in his career. And Bob Gibson. And look at the careers those two had. Wow. That's how long – that just puts a perspective of how long Nolan Ryan's career was. Well, he faced a lot of father-son combinations over yes. the years. Yes. Now, tell me, guys, that's what Nolan Ryan struck out. Probably most of them. Some twins news. Get your tissues ready. Get your clinics ready. Kenta Maeda signed up the Tigers today. Yes, I saw that. And also, Sonny Gray signed with the Cardinals. That just means, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the left there, Dallas. He'll, he'll be sticking around for sure now. Got Dallas Keuchel. Dallas yeah. Ke- well, Dallas Keuchel's now a free agent. Right, maybe we reset. But well, everybody's going, well, why'd you get Sonny Gray go? It's money. When you're paying bucks and $100 million, for DHing a third of the year, you don't and have Correa. Money to you know, Correa has uh, money. They had the largest salary in the history of Minnesota Twins last year, the largest ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Sonny, you know, that he went for what uh, seventy-five million dollar deal. That's twenty-five yeah. million a season. Yep. And the Twins made the tender offer, I think, of uh, ten million. Uh, for this year. And so he says, politely said, the face. he's uh, politely said no, but the twins had to make an offer. So they have to mm-hmm. make an offer if they want to get that compensatory draft pick. And now that he's signed for, uh, because it was more than $50 yep. million dollar deal, the twins will get an end of the first round draft, an extra pick at the end of the first round. Now the but twins what? will pick 23rd in the 2024 draft. 23rd and I think probably you know maybe 35th uh, again so two good picks one thanks to Mr. Sonny Gray now the Cardinals Andy I don't know if you heard this and maybe it's coming up but they've got three former twins on their roster now yeah I, I don't have that coming up I read that they are uh, uh, Gibson Lance Lynn who spent a season with yeah. the twins Sonny Gray who spent a couple seasons uh, here yeah and then the other player is Gibson. Uh, Mr. Kyle Gibson. Gibson is I'm those worried, three yeah. will be in their five-man rotation, former Twins. Leftover twin scraps yeah. the Cardinals have picked up. And, you know, they, they got to change that rule a bit. They insult Sonny Gray with $10 million. Okay, $10 million is a lot of money, but compared to the, compared to the going rate, you already got $10 million and he signs for over twice that, you should not get a pick because you, you, you threw a Band-Aid on a broken leg and you're getting rewarded for it. That's wrong. Yeah, that's and that's fair enough. You should uh yeah, it was not a competitive. They did it for business yeah. reasons. It was not right. a competitive pick, but uh that's what they did. They just you have to make an offer. I didn't think they were even going to make him an offer, but after reading that you do get a pick out of the deal if you do and they refuse it, yeah. that was the card they played there. So, interesting stuff. And one bit of Mets news, no official trade yet. There is some scuttlebutt going around. Now, you know, sometimes with some teams, you really don't want to change your trade your star player, but you trade a star for a star because maybe just that different scenery might help you get over that bump. Mets can't get over that bump, and some other teams can't get over that bump. There's a scuttlebutt of Pete Alonzo for Vlad Jr. going Ooh. around. Could that be what the two teams need? Just a little fresh blood, mix it around. Wow. Just saying. Just saying. 
both I think are complimentary players. They'll get you 40, maybe 50 home runs, 100 RBIs, bat 230, average glove at first. You can put either one of their names, Alonzo or Guerrero Jr. after that, and you won't tell the difference. Yep. That's good. That's an Both are fan-friendly, media-friendly. You know, not neither one's a cancer in the locker room. They're both good guys. So but maybe just that change of attitude, change of place. A couple other gopher notes. There's an outside chance. It could be P.J. Fleck against Jerry Kill in a bowl game. Wow. Foggies and the Gophers could be end up playing in a bowl game. So, so is that so? That's New Mexico State. Yep. So, so they're playing. You know, they've got one of those games here coming up this weekend for the championship. So it's an outside shot, and the Gophers. You know how they got in the bowl game? Someone else lost, and so there wasn't enough teams that were quote unquote bowl eligible. The Gophers got in because their players are good students and doing good academically. Well, no. hats off to PJ Fluck for that, but you should not be able to make a bowl game and make money for your program on grades. Well, I mean, so you should you should, but it just shows you. Well, I'll get to that later. Well, is there uh when you say later, is there a soapbox? Yes. Oh yeah. Big soapbox okay. leading up to this. Okay, good, good. I'll I'll reserve comments for after check. that because I've got some opinions on this whole scenario. Right. And also the volleyball team is in the tournament. They're the three seed in their section, play Utah State. Then they'll play the winner of the Colgate Creighton section. So good luck to the Lady Go for volleyball team. We do fairly well in this tournament usually. Awesome. And now the soapbox. I like it. College football and money. We've said it before, there's just too many bowl games. But look at the Gophers. They're going to make a bowl game at five and seven based on their academics, not what they did on the field. Yes, academics are important. I'm not saying they're not. But these networks and these sponsors are spending money. Look at the stadiums. People really don't go to these early bowl games. And like I've said before, and I'll say it again, I'll be on my soapbox. I'll die on the sword. Kind of like what college basketball does. Have preseason or opening season bowl games the first two weeks of the year. How many college basketball tournaments do you see right now going on? Uh, Aloha tournament or this tournament or whatever. They still count as games. But why not get these sponsors to sponsor some of these first or second week games in college football? Take away from the Bulls at the end so you can expand your big playoffs. But have your Music City Bowl the first week of the season. Have your Money Key Car Care Bowl the first week or two of the season. Everybody wins. You get your advertising out there. Depending on how teams, based on how teams finished last the year before, Match them up the first week, and there you go. Hmm, that's interesting. Was somebody writing that down to send into the NCAA? I like it. Jeff, write that down. Get on that. Jeff is ready. Wake him up. Okay. Okay. So that's my bit. Did you have a, a point on that, sir? Yeah, so for, for the listeners out there that aren't familiar with it, at the college football season, what they've done over the years is – to be bowl eligible, you you need to win six games. Not you know not conference, just six games overall. You need to be at that six game win level to qualify for a bowl game. And then they and then they can get all their whatever their forty bowl games there are. There's yeah. eighty opponents, eighty teams going, eighty teams playing that have over six wins. Now I've often thought this before. What if there's teams that 
they don't have enough teams at six wins. What do they do? So that's what happened this year. There's not enough teams for those, you know, 82 spots or whatever for those bowl games. So they said, let's, let's take, let's take, and I don't know what the answer to this is there, how many teams were short? How many teams was it only the Gophers? Well, there's 43 bowl games. So that's 86 teams. Okay. Yeah. So 86 teams. Let's see. Eighty-six teams, and there is one hundred thirty-three Division One schools. So okay. two-thirds of the teams make a bowl game. So, so you're hoping two-thirds of the teams win six games. Yeah. So you're assuming that's pretty safe. Over the years, there's, there's usually you know those number of teams work. But what if in the situation that there isn't? So this year. Uh, and maybe there's more, but there's yeah. at least they were already one team short. So they're yeah. going to say, hey, let's go to a team with five wins and bring them up. Well, there's a whole load of, of teams with five wins. How did, they get, how did they get to the Gophers? Do they go to a big a power five conference? Do, so it opens up this whole other can of worms. Now, these are bids, by the way, right? I mean, they may yes. come and get an offer to say, hey, Fleck, would you like to bring the Gophers to a bowl game? And he could have said, no, thanks, right. but no thanks. I, I don't want to go with five wins. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, some now, teams have said no in the past also. Okay. And so that's that's the question. You know, if there's six enough teams with six wins, it makes it easy for everybody. If there isn't enough, you have to start hunting and pecking to find the teams or the opponents to play for these. And then the, at that point, the coach or the athletic director has the chance to say, you know, no, thanks. We, we, we refuse to go or we're not interested in going this time. They said, yes. But as you said before, it's based on academics. Is that true? That's how the Gophers got in academics. So, that, that so is that, is that written in the, point average on the team? Is that written in the small print of these, uh, the way they organize, you know, the backup, you know, basically it's a criteria of tiebreaker right. criteria. We're going to go to this level after this after this tie. We're going to go to what's a GPA? What you know? How could they possibly say it's at you know academics, grade point average, students? That's they say to make it happier. I mean, and what, I don't once again, that's subjective too. How do they? So now you open a whole can of worms by having by having this whole thing, and then now that's what they're in. So the Gophers, did they say yes? They are in now for sure. I think PJ did say yes because he's, he's got a big ego. So are going to go to a bowl game with five wins. Um, fair enough. I don't like it, but if there's not enough teams, you know, it is what it is. But you know, it's 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 the whole kind of kissing your sister thing. It's 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 so it's such an awkward thing for everybody involved. Now, are Gopher fans going to be going down south wherever they're playing and come in a big tour bus and a you know fan bus and you know cheering on the team? Uh, I'd have to imagine most of the true Gopher fans are saying, nah, I'll sit this one out. Okay, because here's my counterpoint on that now. With the Big Ten expansion, these teams are like, oh, yeah, I'll travel to Arizona or Florida to watch the bowl game. Wait a minute. During the regular season, I can use that same money and go watch the game in UCLA or USC instead. Yeah, and so next, next year, those other teams come year, good in, you. And, you know. So it's interesting. Now, you said earlier, before the soapbox, is the – the money that the teams make. So whether yeah, or not your PJ Fleck personally going to, you know, say yes or no, the athletic. Yeah, what's in his contract too for bowl, it's bowl going to be? Hey, how many bowl games? You know, is there a you have a bonus in your contract uh, if you make X number of bowl games? 
you know, uh, and the school makes X, the money, the payout is good for these bowl games. Even like you said earlier, if they're small, midsize or top level, you're still getting a check. You're still getting a pretty good size check for the school in return. So maybe they twist PJ's arm and says, you better, you better say yes, we need the money. You know, so there's this whole other game going on behind the scenes. And I think that's the thing that kind of takes the fun out of, you know, going to a bowl game when we were growing up was there was a handful of bowl games and you, you wanted, you wanted to be, and you don't care which one. Well, now two thirds of the teams are in a bowl game of some sort anyway, and only a few teams are going home for the season. So kind of awkward, but it is what it is. And of those teams go to the bowl games, how many times do you hear four of the five top players don't play because they're saving themselves for the draft? You know. So again, you're spending all this money for a bowl game, and the top you're not getting the best of the best there. It's a it's a pickle. It's a pickle either way, but it really does well for these cities that host it because oh yeah, they that's wins. Now, if you look at at Orlando, for instance, or uh, New Orleans, uh, and some of these teams that cities that get multiple bowl games at the same stadium. Yep. <laughs> you know, Tampa, yeah, Tampa, Raymond James Stadium, I think hosts two or three bowl games. Yep. Superdome could do that. Uh, the, Orlando, uh, the yeah. Citrus Bowl, and they've got, you know, the, the old uh, Outbacks uh, Bowl. So now you get multiple teams, multiple cities benefiting where they don't care how good of a team you bring down because everyone's coming down to spend money in their town. So, it gets to the whole business end of it, but it's interesting. Now, Andy, do you have anything more on your sports section? Yes, I do. Okay. Let's go, go back to the videotape. Let's go back to the tape. Here we go. Minnesota Wild. Oh, yes. Today had to fire their coach, Dean Everton. I uh, saw that. Hire John Haynes, Haynes is, uh, per sources. Uh, Dean kind of said after the press conference, We've got to change something. Well, Dean, it was you. They've lost 13 of the last 16 games. Uh, They're near the bottom of the division. I've heard some people saying this is the worst they've been since the first season of the team. Uh, The assistant Bob Woods was also dismissed. Uh, Everson Will has have one year left on his contract and a little less than two million a year. So he was going to get that. Uh, the guy they're bringing in, he was let go last year, who still had two million left on his contract. So it's kind of like the like we said the ball players earlier. Maybe just changing the face might be all we need. Yeah. And I was thinking back Uh-oh. to what I said earlier. I don't know, a little thinking going on here. Yes. Okay, Washington's kicker Grady Gross kicked the game-winning field goal as time expired. He was a walk-on. After the game, they gave him a scholarship in the locker room. Interesting. Great. I'm all happy for that. Um, God bless them. Way to go. Da, 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 da. Do we need as many scholarship players though now with the NIL going on? If you're that good a player, not this kicker, but say you're the Marvin Harrison Juniors of the world, no, you don't get a scholarship because you got this NIL deal for $4 million. You can pay for your own tuition. And that opens up scholarships for these kickers and the punters and the third string linemen. Are we going to get to that point maybe where they say, hey, if you got an NIL deal, that null and voids your scholarship. Interesting. So that, that's that's my thinking about today as I was driving in the car, sitting in a red light. 
give them partial scholarships for these guys with the big contracts still. Now, the only question I have, Andy, and you might know the answer to this, is uh, teams, you know, uh, the college teams have a set number of scholarships available. Yes. By yes. giving this to the kicker, does it take it away from someone else? Did someone else lose theirs? What I want to know. Did they have an extra one laying around? What I'm taking a highly educated guess on this one, um, I'm guessing the scholarship starts next year, not for the rest of this season. Okay. That's my guess on it. Oh, I got, see. So it's for the subsequent year it. anyway. Okay. Yep. Well, that makes sense. I like that. So, but, again, with that being said, this poor guy went all your flipping his own dime for it, and you got some other guy with an NIL deal making four times what tuition is. Yeah. Why can't he pay tuition and give your scholarship to him? Interesting. Yeah, we might see that down the road, a change in that uh, theory, yeah. If that did happen, you know that guy's name would have been pressed out there. And I may be waiting for the first – you know, we saw one guy said his NIL deal, every touchdown this hospital got some money. We had that story earlier this year. Great. Why don't you have some guy with a big NIL deal? I'm waiting for that in the next year or two where he's like, you know what? giving up my scholarship for somebody else in the team. I could pay my own way with this advertising money I got. I am betting in the next three years you see someone do that. Okay. Mark your calendar. Kevin, note the tape. Yeah. There. Hear me now, listen to me later. And that, well, sir. Well, it might be, you know, when you think about the the whole Leah Thomas and the swimming, you know, yep. was he on a – was he that gentleman himself, uh, you know, on a male on a full ride scholarship as a man, and then switched to a woman and got it the same thing, or was he yep. on a partial or no scholarship? And then now because of female, he was full ride. Yeah, he got a scholarship from a, a girl. Yeah, you know the whole Title Nine stuff. So you have so many scholarships on each side. So he gave up the boy scholarship for the girl scholarship. Took from but her. he did Leah Thomas when he was a boy. He he did have a full ride scholarship. Yep. Yep. Okay. Got it. So it just flip yep. flopped it out once again, taking it away from a an eligible girl, but then giving one back then to an eligible boy that was now became vacant. But that's very interesting. There's so much of that going on. And now um, Mr. Thomas says he doesn't want to live in our country anymore. And for that, I say, hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Take Whoopi Goldberg with you. So other than, you know, baseball offseason hot stove, there isn't much really yet. We've got some some signings, some top-level free agent signings. Yeah, uh, not a lot really of the Mets are change places. The Mets are kind of redoing their whole coaching staff, mostly. Um, names to come. We'll see uh, who all lands where and why. Um, which is kind of exciting because, again, is it the coaches? you got to keep at least one. I think they are keeping a couple of the coaches behind. You can't gut the whole system. You bring in a new coach for any sport. Um, maybe basketball because you don't have that many coaches there, but you really can't gut the whole system coaching wise when you get rid of a guy. You got to keep some around. Um, so we'll see how that goes with the Mets. They do have some fresh blood coming in, some old blood. Um, coaching carousel has begun in baseball. Most of the head coaches are designed for, are hired now, I think, except San Diego. But as you can see, the pitching coaches, the third base coaches, those guys are going to be changing places now pretty soon. So, so back to football. Uh, the other thing is, this last week, if you got a chance to watch the football, um, and I'm talking the college, the D three, the D twos, the FCS, the FBS, yeah. 
lots of football uh, all day long uh, where, where games going on. Now, this weekend, we have the same thing. Division three, they're down to what, the final eight teams? Yep. Uh, the, the Elite Eight in Division Three. These are all still schools playing outdoors. Yep. D2 down to the final eight Elite Eight teams still playing outdoors. Good football. FCS is down to the Sweet 16, I believe, that starts now this coming yes. weekend. Down to 16 teams. All these are, are single elimination. All good football for the most part. They're all outdoors is what I think. Yep. And then when you get to the FBS or the Division One, the top level, this week is the final championship week. Next week, the only game is Army-Navy game, and then the bowl season starts. So this is the okay. final week. So our trivia question, Andy, was there's 10 conferences yep. this weekend, Friday and Saturday. The conference championships for each of the 10 conferences take place. How many are at neutral sites, and how many do you think there there are? Well, we gave, we gave the one for the Big Ten. Yeah. That's at Lucas Oil. Um, I'm gonna guess Big 12 is gonna be in one of the fancy domes in their area, either Dallas or so. I'll get that's two. Um, I think Georgia hosts the SEC one, or they have in the past anyway, and that's one people might forget because they're gonna assume that's a home game for Georgia because they're usually in that game, but that is considered a neutral site game, yes. So, three. Um, and I'm missing two, so I'll say five. Five of the ten. So the answer is seven. Seven of the oh, ten wow. are at neutral site locations. So Georgia will be playing in the George in the you know Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Georgia Dome, right? Is it called? Yep. But their home stadium is not that. That's not their home stadium. And yep. uh, like Texas ones as well, they're going to be playing in the state yep. in the dome, but they're not on their home field, which means that three teams, Andy, this coming weekend are playing at home, like literally on campus for a conference championship. And usually they're the smaller schools, the smaller right. conferences, but they're actually, they have their final championship at the home team. Uh, I love that. I didn't know what the number was, so I looked it up to see, but it's three. Seven of the bigger schools, the five big power five are obviously neutral sites. Two other ones are to give you seven, and then three are whoever wins. They don't know the site until the week, you know, until the two week or two before of where it's even going to be. But the fans, that's got to be exciting for the fans on campus to be playing in the conference title game in a small, intimate setting of of, of 20,000, 30,000 fans. And like I said, say they moved the Big Ten title to U.S. Bank Stadium. They have it in the big greenhouse there. Good Lord willing, the Gophers make it. That is not a home game for them. Correct. They may have to wear their road unis because they had the lower seed. Yeah. So, and it's so it's the and, and what I'm getting at here is the is the uh, the excitement and the yeah. feel for the game. A home field in college football is unlike anything else. Just because oh, you're yeah. playing. Uh, in your home city is still not the same. Uh, Gophers would be out of their element at U.S. Bank Stadium and would not have a, per se, home field advantage, advantage. although it would be close and convenient. But there are three teams playing this weekend at home. That's got to be fun. One of them is the night, I think the night game on Friday night and maybe 11 o'clock a.m. game. I mean, just imagine the tailgating and everything in the absolute. So we've got the 10 football games for college football this, this week, and we have still the D3, D2, and the FCS now, NFL, we had the three games on Thursday, Thanksgiving, one on Friday, full slate yesterday, and the Vikings are playing here tonight against the Bears. But uh, some good stuff. Football's winding down. All this college will be wrapping up here soon, and it's going to be football playoffs uh, before we even know it. 
Yes, they're getting close. Uh, the Vikings are not the seventh seed anymore. They're the sixth seed going into today. Um, so that means they'd be playing Detroit in the first round at the playoffs for today. Now, back to high school football. I watched that Chan game against St. Thomas Academy. Now, Chan, once again, Chan Hassan High School. This is just a high school. Never been to the state at all right? for their football program. Relatively new high school altogether, uh, football program, and they're in the state. They go to state. They win the state to the Prep Bowl champions for Class Five A. Yep. And their number one back, their their leading back is a uh, Maxwell Woods, running back. Yep. Maxwell yep. Woods, his very gifted athlete. His parents both played sports at NDSU. Yes. So. Bye. You, they're both bison to begin with. You come from good genes to come to, to begin with. You're already set. The guy's a phenomenal basketball player, but he committed to football. He wanted to play. He wants to play D1 football, and he's going to play committed with the bison. Now, some comments that I read, Andy, are this, and I'd like to get your opinions on that. Some on the comments section, back to when he first committed, because I didn't know the guy. I didn't know the gentleman. We haven't contacted. We haven't followed him here in Carver County and, and right. Chan is right here in Carver County. We yep. haven't followed Mr. Maxwell Woods. Uh, some say NDSU is getting a steal by getting a, I mean, he's a D1, meaning he's a true D1 guy. He should be getting looks at uh, Clemson, Alabama, yep. you know, uh, Michigan, Ohio State. No, no interest. But he had a bunch of offers at FCS schools, which we cover a lot on this program, yep. which is the next level down. Not that it's bad, not that it's less, but it's a it's a, it's a notch down. Yep. That's where he was getting his offers from. Well, NDSU landed this D1 kid basically in their lap. The other comments that I saw is that it won't take him a year or two to start. He could start as a true freshman next year. Do you agree with that? Yes. If you're that good and – did he get in a little bit because of who a mom and dad are? Might have helped. Maybe he didn't push him on top of the list, but maybe people as they came across his name, they're going, well, you remember his folks, right? <clears throat> so he paid a little more attention. He kind of knew him. <coughs> now, I don't know what the deals was he got. You know, say Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio State offered him deals. Was it for a full ride? Was it a partial ride? And again, like we said earlier, he's going to go to NDSU. That's where mom and dad were. That name's going to pull something. What kind of NIL deal is he going to get there? Yeah. As compared to going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or Los Angeles to play at UCLA or something like that. Or, yeah, your name's is whatever. You're playing football. Maybe you could do a commercial for, you know, Burger King or something or the grocery store. He's going to be – I'm not comparing him to use as an example. He, for advertising-wise, he'll be the next Carson Wentz up there because Carson was a local boy. Okay. He could do all the grocery stores, the local this, the local that, the gas station, the whatever, the dog groomer. He, he could do all the commercials. Okay. Now, is he going to make $5 million doing it? No. He'll make nice North Dakota money, um, which he's expecting. He's not expecting the big, huge deal like everybody else is, you know. I think he's humble enough to know that, that he's, he's going to be a big man on campus. He's a big man on campus now. Let's just be, if he keeps his head straight, 
Mom and dad are both athletic and professionals. Not professional athletes, but professional. They'll help him keep his head square, and he'll do just fine. Is he going to leave NDSU with four rings? God, I hope so. Does that mean he's going first round in the NFL? Probably not. Well, so, here's what I think. Let's, let's be real about it. He could have a great career at NDSU, maybe be a first-round pick, second for sure. But let's just enjoy the championship game for this weekend, get ready for next fall when he's at NDSU, and hope he starts. Well, that'd be that'd be fun if he was not even redshirted and was on the roster to start with, even as a backup. But it sounds like if he's if he's a starter on one year now, NDSU is known for you know stockpiling these running backs and wide receivers and quarterbacks that you know three or four deep on quarterbacks, and they're all studs in high school uh, elsewhere. And you got to work your way up and wait for the attrition for people to ro- get hurt, graduate, and move your way up. Uh, what I'm getting at is, is such a compliment to say, look, he can come there. He could be an immediate starter, surpassing everyone else. That is huge. Now, do you think, Andy, that he may go there for two years as an immediate starter, do so well that he can transfer to an Alabama or Clemson, Oregon Ducks, and be a feature back there too, and then go to the NFL? You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking in the background, if he's that good. The whole well, transfer portal, portal thing? Yes. I don't know how that works with FCS and FBS, though. Okay. If you can do that, I'm sure you can. I mean, how many times do you hear guys saying he played junior college last year? Yeah. And goes, so I'm sure he can. Um, I think doing that, though, could hurt you in the draft. Because if you do go to Oregon or Ohio State or wherever. UCLA. And you can't make that jump very easily. Because say, well, you can't make that jump. You sure ain't going pro. Yeah. So and, and he may not be big enough to go pro anyway. You know, maybe that's why the D1 schools, the big ones, weren't even looking at him. So maybe he does stay, play four years, and just kick butt and put up some huge numbers, career numbers. Yep. And he could be that guy. You know, he plays both ways, uh, defense and offense. And once again, a tremendous athlete overall. Uh, he could be fun to watch there for the Bison. So we haven't covered him at all on any of our shows, but – Fun to watch. He's got that. He's that guy who's got that other level, that other gear. You know, physically, it's just unbelievable what well, he does. And, in the field. and here's the thing. In that game, the Chen Hassan game, him and the other running back from St. Thomas, they were playing both sides of the ball. So just because he just signed and slaughtered NDSU as a running back, something happens at camp. How do you know he's not playing defense? Yeah. We've all heard that happening in, in some sports. Well, we signed him as a shortstop, but you know, three days into practice, he became a pitcher, or vice versa. Yeah, that that could be easily done. Training camp for the Bison. They were, hey, you know what? You mind playing cornerback this year instead for the first season? So and so still doing a receiver, or we've three guys got hurt in the first week of practice. Can you go to you know? So would he be a gamer and do that? Well, remember. From St. Michael, Elbertville, when Mitchell Cardis yes. uh, went and went to the Bison NDSU, originally as a safety. Then they said, you know what? Let's bulk up 10, 15 pounds. We'll move you to a linebacker. The following okay. year, he was being used as a tight end slash like a halfback. Yep. And I think it, all three years he was there, he played different position every year. Yep. That's Tremendous an athlete. athlete. That's tough to do, but was never a starter at anyone. Moved his way around as a backup. Yep. 
at a tremendous school, but just that gifted to be able to move around. Uh, he was one that uh, name rings a bell when uh, when he was there a few years back. Really good athlete. But this this Woods kid could be fun to watch. Uh, the other uh, running back you were talking about, St. Thomas Academy, he's going, I think, somewhere also. I'm not sure where, but they both ran for 200 yards on the ground offensively and played defense. And I think I saw them on special teams. Yeah, and you saw that fourth quarter. You knew Woods was getting the ball 90% of the time. You knew the other kid was getting the ball 90% of the time. And the fun fun part about it all, the last play for Chan was a pass to someone else. Yes. One catch, two yards, one touchdown. Wide open. And a game ends like that because it's not focused now on that star player. But uh, yep. that was Everyone's fun to watch. Woods. And you know what? This is the whole thing you're, you're find out. Woods handled that very well. He didn't whine saying, I'm the man, I'm scoring. He wanted he was the, the lead to bring. And well, the other, the play before that, I think he was the lead blocker, or was he the lead blocker on some yeah. other play where the other person scored? I think the thing that humbled him a lot on that too for that last drive. Grant that he fell on it, he had two fumbles that last drive and over yes. So I think to say that and everybody was still watching him shows how good he is. Yeah, that, that was. You look at those two fumbles. How many of the D one schools are sitting here going, "Told you." So that's the other thing we gotta see. Here was his moment. This was his big pressure moment. Did he come through? Yeah, he got his team there to the win. Just because you didn't score the winning touchdown doesn't mean you didn't get your team there. Yeah, he got the team there. Um, did he not have the best overtime? No. But you know what? Did. Tom Brady win every Super Bowl? No, he's still the GOAT yeah. in some people's eyes. You know, so just because he didn't do good in that game, oh, he choked in the big one. No, he got it from down to the five-yard line. So good luck to him, though. I hope he does That's well. Fun. It's fun stuff. I think he'll do well there uh, with the Bison. Um, but like you say, he's got the name recognition. The parents went there. uh and the other offers were from other F- FCS schools as well. So, yeah. you know, he could have gone, I don't know if there were Montana State, South Dakota State, uh, Jackrabbits, you know, who they, the offers came from. But he says, dude, I got I got to do it. Go to the box. Go He's got to go, go home. home. And that'll be fun to watch. So we'll cover him a lot next year on the show. But he's he's going to be fun to watch. He He's marked down. We've got him earmarked. Earmarked. All right. That's all I got for sports here this week. Uh, yeah, we'll try to start that way in the NBA and NHL. Um, like I said, Wild not doing so well, but we got got the Kraken. We'll follow some other teams going on and see what's going on. NBA, from what I understand, the Timberwolves are doing well right now. We'll keep an eye on them, see what's going on with those guys. Um, hopefully, they don't just give them the kiss of death by saying they're doing good and they don't win another game the rest of the year because we mentioned them. Who knows? But uh, college basketball, college hockey are going. We'll start getting those more now because football is basically done, except for the playoffs, but basically done. So we'll get ready for those sports soon. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Have a good week, everyone. See you.